The VC Show is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, but you must be 21 or older. The VC Show, let's go, doing the part with Roz. We got the sports on deck for our audience. Whether it's big news, hot topics, updates, straight facts, storytelling, breakdowns, a special guest. VC Show, let's go, it's time to turn it out. The VC Show, let's go, let's go. The VC Show, presented by Caesar Sportsbook, Omaha Audio, and Vince Carter. See no Roz today. The girl is busy, man. She's working, working. She's working, working. So we got to give her her time to do what she got to do when she has to do it. So, Roz, we're thinking about you. I'm going to hold it down till you get back. Hope I'm doing a good job. Uh, yeah, but I'm here to discuss discuss some trade rumors, just some, some thoughts and some things and some sights and sounds, some interesting things around the league that has happened in the past week. And, and that's – I'm sure it's – everybody's talking about it, whether they're at home, at work, in the barbershop. So yeah, man, let's get let's get right into it, man. So, so many big moves, a lot of great things happen. Obviously, number one topic: Kevin Durant um, asks for a trade and gets the trade he wants, which says a lot about obviously what Kevin Durant obviously means. In, in, in how he went about all of this. Yes, he asked for all of the things and wanted to be moved. It was either him or management or the coach, Steve Nash, before. But Kevin, Kevin Durant is just a hooper. Kevin Durant just wants to play ball. He just wants to play basketball and, and win games and obviously give himself a chance to win. So I, I think the difference in, in trades – and I'm going to talk about Kevin Durant and then work my way back to Kyrie. But Kevin Durant did everything that they asked. He was available. Obviously, he got hurt, but he was available. And he just wanted to be a basketball player. He just wanted to, to be out there with his team. So when he goes in and he asks for a trade, it was granted. He wanted to go to Phoenix and Phoenix only. So they made it happen. They did what they had to do. And, you know, they 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 – they got some pretty good darn pieces back and I've watched them play a game, two games now. And one thing about Jock Vaughn, you can say what you want to say about Jock Vaughn. Think about when Jock had this team before he had those guys playing hard. He had them playing hard prior to Kyrie and, and KD coming in. They came, they came to the Brooklyn Nets because they played hard and he just got some pieces that can shoot and defend. So they have guys who can defend on the perimeter. They have guys who can shoot. Yes, they're going to need to get a little bigger. Um, you know, so you're going to rely on Ben Simmons as far as rebounding and guarding some of the bigger guys, obviously Claxton. Uh, so they did okay. And then Kyrie, I mean, Kyrie, you know, had the Nets organization in, in a slight chokehold. And, and and I mean, what I mean by that is just availability. Outside of all of, you know, whatever your beliefs in the vaccinations or not, it's availability. They're trying to win. You know, you, you say one thing, like, you know, you want to do what you want to do. You just want to win. And then the other thing. So that's, I think that was their thing. So him wanting to go wherever he wanted to go naturally, in my opinion, the uh, Brooklyn Nets weren't going to grant his wishes of going where he wanted to go. Uh, we've heard whispers about it. I believe that to be true. Uh, particularly when he goes, he asked to be traded where he wanted to go. No, 
And we, you know, and then obviously we hear about that. And then Kevin Durant follows up a couple of days later and then he gets his wishes. So it goes back to what I said about, you know, just doing what you have to do, being a professional. And typically, you know, it was, it was said uh, by some reporters that, that I know that uh, Sean Marks said he hated to move uh, KD because he loves him. He thought he was great. He loved everything about him, his work ethic, his approach, blah, blah, blah. But he was good to them. He did what he wanted to do. So he wanted to grant his wishes. So uh, I'm just glad it's over You know, for everyone. I think they can move on. I think it's just kind of eggshells every day you know leave it up to the yes they were playing great they were playing great basketball don't get me wrong like if they stay together you never know i mean a piece trade out the pace up pete they playing they were playing great basketball a piece can put them in better contention because they're going to go out there and try to find something at the trade deadline instead the whole thing just blew up so uh it was interesting but you know it is what it is uh i, I know you, you heard the topics. I, I was on a bunch of trade deadline shows, and then the topic was, was this team the biggest failure uh, of all time? Uh, I hate to use the word failure, so I, I'm going to say it was one of the biggest disappointments of all time. Uh, obviously, with all that talent, all three of them will be Hall of Famers. Uh, all three of them will be probably when they finish their careers in the top 20 in scoring. Uh, two of them obviously have a championship, at least one. Uh, the resume speaks for itself. I know there's a lot of baggage that comes with Kyrie. And some will say the same with James Harden, but James Harden was doing his thing. MVP, scoring champ. Uh, you know, So he's, he's, he's done enough to earn uh, Hall of Fame status. So... Um, and then you put that on paper with some of the pieces that have come in and out of Brooklyn to kind of strengthen and make them a contender. Uh, you're just like, wow. Uh, it was, I mean, you naturally understand why people say these guys are meant to be. And then you turn and you think that that three played 16 games together. 16 as a big three. So, yeah, they had to make a decision. There's a lot of money being given out, so they had to kind of, you know, take their losses and kind of move on and 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 they didn't move in a bad direction so Brooklyn Nets aren't hurting they don't have superstars but they play hard for those who watch the game uh they took the 76ers to the brink they lost by three there so a couple of days ago so yeah we'll see what happens in the future uh where do we go from here uh let's go to the obvious the Lakers the Lakers the Los Angeles Lakers um we know made trades. Uh, I think it was it was writing on the wall. It was just a matter of when. Lakers received nine new players. Uh, D'Angelo Russell um, headlines that group. Mo Bamba. Um, I have some notes. Who else was uh, in that trade that I'm forgetting? That's Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt and Devon Reed uh, were the guys, amongst other guys. But they did. Uh, they did some things, and I don't think it moved the needle as far as championship contender. They're better. Uh, they are a playoff team. Now you get LeBron healthy, 
and you make a run. My only question mark, pow, only question mark is, are they too far down the, you know, in, 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 in the, in the bracket to catch up? Are they too far down to catch up? They're like 13th. They, they have three, they're on a three game losing streak. Um, you know, and I know they're playing Golden State, so, so you know they're but they're currently on a three game losing streak with no LeBron playing, and I think a big loss. Yes, they did get Mo Bamba. We're talking about two different players here when I say this. Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant was playing great basketball for them, uh, offensively and defensively. High energy, uh, a great backup center. And he uh, he requested a trade. He wanted to move on. And some say he was promised when AD got back, they were going to play together. Now AD kind of can move to the four, his natural position, a position he wants to play anyway. Didn't really happen, um, so he moves on. But to Thomas Bryant's credit, he moved on overnight. He was in 13th place to first place. <laughs> So he didn't too, do too bad um, in, on, in that situation. Uh, but like I said, I, I, I don't know what that does. Obviously, you get LeBron in the playoffs. Anything can happen. But you just wonder what um, what does that mean? Now, you're possibly in the play-in tournament, anything can happen. It's win or go home, obviously, in one game. Uh, segue to LeBron James and his historic night. Oh, man. All-time leading scorer in NBA history. Um, a unbelievable accomplishment for a guy that, you know, what the, what he said is that he didn't have that in mind. He, he wasn't, he didn't come in as a scorer. He's a super athlete. Obviously, the ability to get a bucket when he wanted to, but he was a pass-first guy. He wanted to make the right play. And of, of course, get buckets he was getting buckets and uh to see to to witness it i got an opportunity to witness that i don't know how many people um knew that care about it. it doesn't matter but i got the opportunity to actually be in the building i called the game on espn radio it was a tnt game uh stan van gunny was calling that game but i got the opportunity to call it on espn radio and, and when I was asked, I was like, cool, it'll be cool to see it. But I actually being in that moment, seeing him eclipse and now become the guy, the all-time leading scorer, and to 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 move past Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Kareem Abdul was uh, pretty amazing. And, and, and to, put it in, to put it in perspective, I think about when I got to – you know, now just a little measly 25,000. But when I got to 25,000 mark and I saw the graphic of people, players that were above me, looked at Karl Malone, then I was like, okay. Then you look at Kareem's at 38,000. I was like, bro, nobody's catching that. And then all of a sudden, we're here. And he, LeBron James, will hit the 40,000 point mark at some point in time. Think about that for me real quick, guys. 40,000 points. 40,000 when he's done. At least. It could get up to 42. But 40 
thousand points scored. Um, it's just it's just crazy. Um, side note, I want to give Kareem Abdul-Jabbar his flowers because thirty nine years of holding that record is unbelievable. One, number two, when you look at how he scored 38,000 points. I just want you guys to think about it. You know, yes, this is a different game. This is a different game now where guys are coming in now. Uh, the game's faster, shooting more threes, more three-point attempts. Kareem scored 38,386, whatever it was, on two-point shots and free throws. And one made three-point shot in his career that's a lot of twos for Scott Hook a few mid-range jump shots and free throws do you hear me he scored 38,000 points on twos and free throws <laughs> oh man now just think of how much work you gotta put in to do that in this that today's game, scoring a lot of twos. I mean, like, it the mid range is a thing, but not a thing. There's, you know, the the Phoenix Suns now are teams that shoot the mid range, but a lot of teams don't really. I'm, I don't want to use the word allow, but they don't. You know, they don't encourage. It's not encouraged like it was. You know, when I got in, I, I was trying to head fake, get to a pull up, one two dribble. Knock down the shot, what typically would be a mid-range, get all the way, and occasionally shoot the three. And it's flipped. You shoot the three, get to the basket, try to get fouled. But there's no real one-two pull-up like it used to be back in the day. So, I mean, I think, just think that's just amazing to think that through, however you view it. And, you know, we're not getting into the conversation who's the greatest of all times. And I know some people say, hey, bro, that's a little blame. Eh, whatever. But, Kareem got it done. I got to say that. The thing about Caesar Sportsbook, it's not just an app. It's your key to a whole empire. Hotels, casinos, restaurants, shows, Caesar's Palace. I'm sure you've heard of it. Every bet you place with Caesar Sportsbook brings you closer to perks only Caesars can offer. Hotel stays at iconic destinations, app bonuses, merch, show tickets, and many more Caesars rewards perks. So get started today. Register using code OmahaFull and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, Congrats. If you don't, you'll get your stake back as a bet credit. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. License to Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 8 Seven seven eight H O P E N Y or text H O P E N Y four six seven three six nine. Kick your feet up, you can find us on all platforms And that forms to be the hottest on them platforms Your family now, got to listen to what we talking about The VC Show, let's go, it's time to turn it out The VC Show, let's go, let's go The VC Show, let's Some of my favorite trades or moves 
outside of obviously Phoenix was uh, was a huge one. Who also got T.J. Warren, uh, the Jazz get Russell Westbrook, Juan Toscano Anderson, Damian Jones, and some picks. Obviously, Dallas got Kyrie and Markeith Morris. Mike Conley goes to the Timberwolves. The Blazers get Cam Reddish and Matisse Thybul. Kevin Knox. Uh, Spurs did something small. Devontae Graham and Dwayne Dedman. Nuggets got Thomas Bryant, which is a very, very good pickup. That is one of my favorites. Uh, I, I think he's going to help them. Uh, you can put, this is scary to think, you can put Thomas Bryant, at the, I mean, he shoots the three okay, but you can put Thomas Bryant in at the five with Jokic at the four, with um, uh, Aaron Gordon playing the three, with Porter playing the two and Jamal Murray. You can have a big lineup like that just to give her a different look. They can still play faster. They're going to rebound. Uh, so I think Thomas Bryant is a huge pickup for them. Uh, what else? Luke Kennard goes to the Grizzlies. Um, the Clippers. I want to talk about the Clippers real quick if I can. I, I like some of the moves they made. Um, Bones Highland, Eric Gordon, Mason Plumley, And I know they're potentially going to, you know, they're trying to get – Westbrook, I'm hearing from some people that that probably won't happen. And the reason I say that, mention his name, is because they got rid of their guard, their point guard. They got rid of John Wall, who went back to Houston, which was, <laughs> I think that was a kick kick in the butt, if you would. Uh, Reggie Jackson goes to Charlotte. Now they have no real point guard. No disrespect to Trey Mann. Trey Mann, is, I think he's a, he's a guy who can, who can score, score the ball, but he will be the point guard. And they said a little bit of PG. I, I think they need a traditional point guard to go with that roster, to not put all the pressure and onus on uh, PG. And, and sometimes Kawhi to come up and try to facilitate while you want them to score, while you want them to defend. You know, I think the defensive defensive side of the ball, they're fine. They have a great coach, obviously, in Ty Lue. I just think at some point, playoffs, they're going to need a traditional point guard to be the facilitator, get everybody organized, understanding Time score, who need who needs to get the rock, blah, blah, blah. Pelicans get jo uh, Josh Richardson. Gary Payton the second. Uh, going to going back to the Warriors, I think, is is huge as well. Small, but huge because they need another defender. They need an energy guy. I just think they're just they just don't have that right now. Uh Wiseman obviously goes to the Pistons. Um and others moved in that trade, and I know uh, which is going to be a little awkward. And I've been in this situation before, but uh, we heard the uh, – I'm sure you guys heard about Gary Payton failing his physical because of some ribs rib situation, which can put him down three months. Um, so they failed, him, failed his physical, which is going to – can void the trade. And what – when you talk about awkward, Wiseman trade, whether he's happy or not, I think he gets new life. He goes to Dwayne Casey, a young team, but he can get featured more and he gets the opportunity to play and just be himself and show what show what he can do in a different system. And, you know, maybe that system doesn't work for him. Maybe this Detroit system will work. But now it's put on hold and he might have to come back to the Warriors. So how awkward is that? There was a, a time I remember my teammate, uh, Alvin Williams is getting traded 
uh, want to say he was getting ready. He was getting traded to Boston. If not Boston, Portland, I can't remember. But he was on the bus. They took him off the bus, and we're getting ready to go over to the game. Took Al off the bus. Hey, we're tra- trading you. And you know he goes. You know, there's one of my guys. And you play the game. A couple of days later, he gets there. Usually, it's like two days later. You know, you have to you have to take a physical. When you so when you get traded to a new team, whether you're playing or not. Um, you know, obviously Jay Crowder, who's not playing, is going to definitely get phys- uh, 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 have to go to a physical to see, you know, if he's healthy or whatever. But when players get traded, whether they've been playing the night before or not, they'll have to go through a physical uh, to get cleared to make the trade go through. That's just how it works. Uh, I guess a team can waive that. It's been done before. I guess they're like, hey, you know, you just played last night type thing. Uh, it can be waived. Uh, but more uh, traditionally, that's how it works. And Alvin failed the physical, I think, from bad ankles and knees, and he was all messed up. But he played. He played through all of that. Yeah, that's a great example of that. He played through all of that stuff and still failed the physical. And they were like, they're looking at the future, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of how that works. So I'm just curious to see how this uh, Gary Payton situation plays out because he's a huge piece to what the Warriors did last year and can be once again a huge piece to their success going forward because I think you know their defensive woes that we see on the road he's not end all be all the only cure but I think he's a start and he can be a guy you can throw put in the game to junk up the game and just wreak havoc and find ways for them to win on the road and get themselves um get themselves in you know where they need to be. Rockets, got uh, Danny Green, Justin Holiday, Frank Kaminsky, and, of course, John Wall. But, um, you know, we'll talk about that in a second. I'm going I'm to I'm double back on that. Uh, the Nets. Nets, we talked about the Nets playing hard, getting um, some, some, some pretty interesting pieces. They got uh, uh, Miles Bridges, Cam Johnson, Spencer Dinwiddie, um, Dorian Finney-Smith. All you know, three three of the four are defenders, so guys that really defend um, at a high level can play different um, positions. So I I think the future can be bright for the Nets, not like championship, but it it can be interesting once again for a star player or two to add to this uh, to this group of guys, kind of like what happened with KD and Kyrie before they saw that. Hey, man. Add us to, to these guys who play hard, good things can happen. So we got to stay tuned on that. Raptors got Jakob Porto, nothing big there. Josh Hart goes to the Knicks. Um, Mike Muscala going to the Boston Celtics. Some people are like, who is that? Big white guy who can shoot the ball. Play for OKC. Um, he was a big reason why the OKC Thunder beat LeBron and the Lakers on his special night because he did not, he was unreal. And I I, I say this because when you put shooters on the floor with Jalen, Jalen Brown and and Jason Tatum, that opens the floor up for them to do what they do. You can't double team off a great shooter. Like that's, you know, and that's why teams try to get shooters. 
three and D guys, guys who defend and guys who shoot to make things easier for their superstars. So I think that's a big pickup. A guy come off the bench. He's a he's six eleven ish, six ten, six eleven, so he can shoot the ball and big guys have to make a decision. So there you have it. Uh what else? Jalen McDaniels, I think, uh, a young athlete to the 76ers. I think they're going to like that. Hawks um, getting Sadiq Bey, who I like. Shout out to Bruno Fernando, one of my buddies. Um, I had him as a rookie coming into the Hawks. He got traded, and now he's back. Garrison Matthews to the Hawks. But I like Sadiq Bey, another scorer. I just think the Hawks have a lot of guys, again, in that scoring small forward, two-guard position. So they're going to have some decision to make. Uh, their Pacers are getting Jordan Noir, George Hill, my old teammate, Serge Ibaka. Patrick Beverly goes to the Magic. He'll probably get waived. I think Serge Ibaka is probably going to get waived. Um, in Indiana, Reggie Jackson to the Hornets. Wiseman, I talked about to the Pistons. So, a couple of things I want to talk about. What were interesting is that out of all those those trades, you notice I didn't name the Kings. The Bulls, the Cavs, and the Wizards. That's four teams that did not do anything during the trade deadline. And I'm going to speak about the Bulls and Cavs first of all. Like, think about where they are. Uh, I was a little surprised that they didn't do anything because they're on the cusp. Like, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers are very good. And obviously, they were doing it. Like, at one point, they were, like, top in the East. And they're still top four, top five. Um, they're not playing Kevin Love right now. So I figured they were going to at least make, do something, maybe add another shooter. I, I don't know something, but they didn't do anything. Uh, so nothing moved the needle. They're just going to stick with what they have as of right now. Um, we'll see what the buyout wave, uh, the buyout market looks like. And then, uh, the bulls, the bulls, I thought they would try to do something. Cause they're like right there stuck in the mud. It's like, one piece can push them over the hump, maybe not win it, but make them a little more competitive. I mean, they've been up and down. They're, you know, they can score obviously with uh, DeRozan uh, playing lights out, All Star once again. Uh, obviously, Zach Levine is getting it done as well. But just you know, trying to find another piece, whatever that is. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and try to say what they need, but they didn't do anything. So I don't know what that means for them. Wizards you know, whatever. And then the Sacramento Kings are interesting. They didn't do anything. And I was like, hmm, maybe add a veteran. But this team is playing so well and is accomplishing so much. Do you want to rock the boat? And maybe the organization's like, let's not rock the boat right now. We have what we have. We don't want to bring anyone in that has to figure it out, figure out how they play in and gel and mess with what they have so maybe that's why they didn't do it and that's okay i'm okay with that i mean i don't think they're gonna win it is there anything they can go out there and get that would put them over the hump no so i guess they figure why go mess up what they have let's just go see what happens let's go gain this experience like a lot of the guys they have don't have playoff experience obviously my guy kevin herter um has this, some experience uh harrison barnes has some, some some deep playoff experience. So they have a couple of guys and probably some other guys that I, I can't think of at the moment, but they have some guys that that uh, can get it done, uh, Sabonis for sure. Um, but they have guys that, you know, can get it done and, and need some experience. So it'll be good for them where they are. So I understand that. 
Now the buyout market. We mentioned Danny Green, um, Patrick Beverly probably is, is going to get waived or buy uh, or bought out. These are what we're hearing: Russell Westbrook, Reggie Jackson, John Wall, um, T. Ross, Terrence Ross, Terrence Ross, Will Barton, Serge Ibaka. <coughs> Excuse me. Of that group, Westbrook. I don't know. I mean, I don't know where 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 he lands. I said about earlier about the Clippers, and eh, I don't know. You know, it's possibly I hear Miami Heat right now. Uh, I don't know where else. I really don't know where else. Patrick Beverly wants to buy out. We saw the tweet that he said, oh, get the band back together. And the band was broken up, obviously, when D'Angelo Russell gets traded. But possibly him going to Miami, excuse me, Minnesota, uh, the backup Mike Conley. Uh, Danny Green is probably the most interesting piece. Danny Green and Will Barton are two guys that are very, very interesting to me because I think they're the hot commodity. Reggie Jackson can have some value. Uh, Serge Ibaka can be a, a big, you know, backup um, safety valve if you need another big on your roster. Um, but uh, Danny Green, I think championship experience little older guy but he's a three and d guy that i think phoenix would be interested in uh lakers would be interested in in my opinion i think he would fit well there those are the two right now that that are kind of i think are, are are huge for danny green will barton i think he wants a a, a buyout or to be way well i guess he's going he wants a buyout i think he'll end up going to denver I think they'll try to get him back in Denver. I think that's a great fit. He knows the the culture, the offense. He'll be a great piece off the bench. So, yeah, man. I hope these are some good topics for y'all to talk about. These are some things uh, that I've uh, I've been talking about all like all last week, and I want to kind of give you my thoughts and opinion on it to get conversation started with you guys at home. But I'm ready to shift gears a little bit. Let's shift some gears. Let's talk about. What's going on in Phoenix? And I don't mean the Suns. I'm talking about the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl and your thoughts. Who who do you have? Who do you have winning the Super Bowl? Obviously, I have the Bucks winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> um seriously, I, I I want I want. No, I won't say that. I like I would like to see Jalen Hurts win a Super Bowl for the simple fact of there were so many doubters. And I'm, I guess this because I'm retired and I'm, I'm in retirement mode now. Um, I'm a sucker for a good story. And to see a guy who, you know, we heard it. We saw the all of the little t- uh, tags of former players and Media talking about, man, this guy couldn't lead a team into a playoffs uh, and, and win and for sure win a Super Bowl, and here he is. So I, I think it's an unbelievable moment, and it'll be a great way to cap off a historic year, a great year for him. And uh, for him, not not even the how I'm going to show you, but like a guy believing in himself. Uh, you look at Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, they said he should play a different position. He was like, what? I'm playing quarterback. Next thing you know, he wins MVP. So guys believing in 
what they have to offer. These guys had success in college and all of a sudden, you know, organizations feeling like they aren't good enough to play the position and play someone. They need to play something else. But these guys are saying no. And having success, proving these guys wrong is this a great story. And I want to see them finish it because I, I know I, I hope a lot of these guys and some of these guys who had something to say are my friends. I hope they come back and say I was wrong. I was wrong about Jalen Hurts. And maybe they have already. I don't know. But I hope they come out and say, you know what? I was wrong about Jalen Hurts, whether he wins or not, honestly, because they said he wouldn't even he couldn't lead a team into the playoffs. Not only did he lead him to the playoffs, not only did they have an unbelievable record when he was playing, they're in the Super Bowl. And I just think that's awesome. I think that's amazing. And then there's Patrick Mahomes. And it's just his magic, Patrick Magic, man. Like he He's amazing, man. Uh, I, 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 I mean, and I'm look, I'm looking for a good game. Uh, I'm torn between, but I'm, I'm looking for a good game. I would love to see both quarterbacks do their thing and let the game play out as it may. Um, you know, we talk about a historic event, two black quarterbacks. For those who care, I think that's huge um, at that position, and for young men growing up who have the dreams of being a professional athlete of any, of any kind, uh, particularly the quarterback position. Um, I hope they're watching and maybe if they're not your favorite or not, watch the moment, enjoy the moment because it's historic. And you say you get, you, you got to witness it, whether you make it professionally or not, when you get older and you start talking and hopefully we see this more often or see the opportunity happen again. They're going to always talk about these moments, and you can actually say, you know what, I watched that. I watched these two guys play. Just like I can say I, I was in the building when LeBron broke that record. Whether it's broken, the record is broken or not, I was there to see that. And uh, I, I think this is another moment that I'm going to watch and enjoy. Uh, and I mentioned LeBron. I got to go back. I did say well, I want to change my subject, but I want to say I, I said about LeBron – hitting 40,000 and we're all probably thinking nobody's going to catch that. Just think about this. LeBron averaged 20, 21, I think as a rookie coming out of high school for 20 years, up to 27 points a game. So a guy coming out of high school, I'm sorry, coming out of college, let's just say one and done. He's going to have to come in as a rookie averaging better than 21, 22 points a game his first couple of years and obviously eclipsing or at least keeping up 25 to 27, maybe even 28 points a game for a long time. I mean, it depends on if he even makes it to he, whoever he is. He might not even be born yet, but it, he has to play for 20 years or like averaging well over 30 plus a game. And there's only a few guys who are average 30 points a game in their career that's how tough it is and that's how hard it is it will be to pass surpass where lebron's gonna finish in scoring that's how hard it is to become number two <laughs> in scoring uh what you're gonna have to average and do or you have to play a long time and consistently score and do what he's doing Last one, <clears throat> last topic, and I'm going to get out of here and let you guys go about your day or night or whatever it is you're doing. Go about your business. I'm going to let you go about your business. 
you know, I'm a golfer, so I got to, you know, Roz not here. So I get my chance to talk a little golf, you know, Roz, you know, she's like, hey, I don't know nothing about golf. But the Waste Management Tournament going on uh, in Phoenix right now, obviously it's a historic event, a historic 16th hole for those of you like, bro, I don't know nothing about golf. The cool thing about it, and I, I want I, I want to say for you, just to Google Waste Management Tournament in Phoenix, the 16th hole, it's a par three. And the reason I'm saying that is I want you guys to kind of just look at a video and look at the atmosphere and what these guys have to accomplish and hit upon the crowd. Typically, golf is a quiet sport. On shots, you have to be quiet. It's a lot of just – it's like a party, man. It's like a party outside over a hole while guys are hitting, and it's a lot of pressure. And I, I'm curious to see – for you guys who even for particularly you guys who don't golf and know anything about it, look at the video, guys or women or men. Sorry, uh, I want you you know when I say you guys, I mean in general. When you look at it, try to put yourself in that moment, the atmosphere, how crazy it is, and say, could you sit there and whatever your career is, could you sit there and accomplish whatever it is? with all that pressure and crowd. Some of you probably say yes. And it's easy to say yes when we're sitting here. It's a totally different story when you sit in there in that moment. Uh, I played in the, in the Lake Tahoe tournament. We have a 17th hole that's kind of like that. And I tell you, it's nerve-wracking. It's nerve-wracking. Playing tournament golf and casual golf is night and day. It's like playing uh, preseason basketball or football than playing in the Super Bowl. You skipping playoffs. It's like playing in preseason in uh for, for for casual golf and then going straight to Super Bowl or playing in the finals. The pressures of that. That's kind of the difference between casual golf and tournament golf, in my opinion. Because all the anxieties are heightened. The anxieties of golf take over your body. And it's just different, bro. It's just like different. So I know I'm speaking French to a lot of those who don't understand golf, play golf, care about golf, but I think you should look at that up, look that up and just like, you know, just like live in that moment. Just do me that, do me a solid and go look it up just real quick. Live in that moment and just tell me it, put yourself in that position. Just look at the the crowd and say, could you handle that? Could you do it? And it, like I said, it's going to be some of you going to be like, yeah, yeah, man, that's nothing until you're actually there. So think about some of the things. Uh, think about when you're in class and that teacher calls on you to answer a question or to read, particularly when you're younger and you're nervous, like, bro, I hope I get all these words right. Or, man, I hope I know this, uh, if I, I know the answer to this question, because if not, they're going to clown me. It's kind of that type of feeling times a million. Uh, but I'm picking John Rom. I think John Rom, who, who is also, you know, went to school at Arizona State from there playing lights out right now. John Rahm is my favorite to win that tournament, and I want to see Tony Finau do well as well. Good people, thanks again for listening, man. Subscribe to the VC Show if you haven't done so. I would appreciate that. Hey, tell a friend to give us a listen, man. There's a lot of people who not hip to game yet, man. We got to get everybody on here. We need some more friends to kick back, relax, and listen to VC and Roz. Tell it like it is. Have a little fun and entertain your ears, man. Much love, man. VC show we out. Let's go.